everybody, this is a little bit of an extra episode here. The other night, the Shadowcasters Network, kind of Discord collection of basically all of the Shadowrun podcasts and content creators out there, did a 2018 end-of-year collection get-together, talk about things that we did, talk about things that are upcoming, and Shadowrun. It was a lot of fun. This is part one. I am not on part one. However, here it is for you guys to check out, because... Why only give you guys half of the show that everybody worked so hard to put together? In the description for this episode, you will find a link to a Google spreadsheet that has information about all the shows that were involved, links to their websites and that kind of stuff. If they talk about a show that you guys also want to check out, go and check them out. Give everybody the love. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to the Shadowrun Podcasters 2018 year-end roundtable. And here we go. You guys can't hear it, my co-host, because we had to change some things around. But I'm playing the uh, Nick Arcade theme right now. I don't know why. I just found out really fast. Uh, my name is Bobby. I'm going to be uh, one of your many hosts and guests around here tonight. Um, I've, I'm, uh, I've got Cliff with me tonight, Mr. Johnson of the Arcology Podcast, and a bunch of other people. And um, we're going to talk to you guys about Shadowrun content creation. We call it a podcaster's thing, but we, we're so much more than that now. And I think we have just so many, so much to offer and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. But uh, first, like I said, my name's Bobby Frankenberger. I'm the uh, creator of the Complex Action YouTube channel, and I've got a bunch of other things I do. I'm going to go around the table here and introduce some people. First up, um, we're going to talk a little bit about each of your projects in turn as the thing goes on. But um, I just want to mention everybody's name. We've got Paul Greenleaf from Sonic Realms. Hello, Paul. Hey, everybody. And we've got Blair Britt from Neoscum. Hey, Bobby. How's it going? And Cassie from Cassie Levitt from the Emerald Grid. Greetings. And Opti from the Neo Anarchist Podcast. Hey. <laughs> and uh, Wolf from the from Deniable Assets. How's it going, Wolf? Hello, everyone. Uh, Jesus from Low Country Shadows. Hello. Jules, aka Rainbow Smite, you might know her that way, um, is uh, from Seize the GM. Hello, Jules. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Mr. Johnson, I've already introduced from the Arcology Podcast. And as I said, my name's Bobby Frankenberger. And um, we're going to be talking about some Shadow Run tonight. I'm really glad to do this every single year. It's something that, uh, it's a tradition of ours here that started before even I came around. And um, I was really excited several years ago to become a part of it for the first time. And then even more excited the year after that I was asked to uh, honored really to uh to host it this time and and um one thing that's been settled with yeah <laughs> right, right cliff and i are like yeah yeah why don't you uh why don't you take the honor of hosting this bobby <laughs> what a maroon right. i mean uh, good job, man thanks yeah so um so but i do enjoy it i love it every year and it gets bigger and bigger every year that's something i wanted to to uh talk about right at the beginning is that shadowrun fan content has really exploded this year. And I think we actually say that every year. And really, it's it's not fair that we've 
we've short like like it really has i think more than doubled in fact this is the first time this year we had to change the format of everything split it up into two parts this is the first part because there's just so many people we had to put all these restrictions like okay it used to just be hey everybody who makes some stuff come on and we're just gonna sit down and have fun and now we're like okay well each show we just need one representative and we're gonna split it up into two groups there's just so much so much cool stuff happening and i'm really excited to to talk to you guys so it used to be like the family was like, you know, getting together for, for dinner. And now it's like, oh, there's like cousins that I've never met before. Right. And, and you know, it's just like a huge family family reunion. Yeah, we're think, all... Go ahead, Chris. You think um, every year we do this, I'm blown away by how many more people are now doing uh, really cool stuff. Yeah, and not just blown away by all the cool stuff that people are doing, but... but um but uh quite uh jealous of all the cool stuff people are doing like seriously i f- i find out all the things that everybody's doing and i get it i mean i mean really like i guess i guess the thing you're supposed to say to validate yourself is that you guys all push me to be a better content creator but really you just make me want to give up um <laughs> a, l- a lot of people um one person in particular who does that um, is the first person I want to talk to tonight. And uh, feel free, by the way, as we're talking, to all just freely join in the discussion. Uh, it's it's um, I'm not being too strict. I'll, I'll push us on when we need to to be on time. But uh, Paul Greenleaf of Sonic Realms, seriously, the, I, I got a chance to meet this guy for the first time at Gen Con 2018. And um, the stuff that this guy does is, is really good. So Sonic Realms podcast, why don't you tell me a little bit or tell everybody here who might not know just, just really briefly what it is uh, that the Sonic Realms podcast is. Sure. Well, here's the elevator pitch. I, uh, record people playing role play games. Uh, the podcast is Shadowrun, um, of course, and I have them play in character, then later on take that audio and edit out all the dice rolls, rule checks, everything but the organically developing story. Then add in sound effects, a cinematic score, and a full cast. So it sounds like you're listening to a movie unfold, but you as the listener know that behind the scenes there were dice being rolled, consequences, risks, and because it's not a written audio drama kind of thing, there's no three-act structure for anyone to adhere to. Sometimes things just don't work out, and we get to follow along uh, on these players' journeys. Yeah, one thing that I learned about just recently that I thought was really amazing, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you have, like, like two-hour sessions that you that you take, and they come down to, like, some 15, 20, 25-minute episodes that you get them down to, right? Yep, that's I find correct. that intensely amazing because I, I I used to have an actual play that I did and I I really struggled to get those episodes down just cutting all the stuff out and I I felt like I, I guess maybe I didn't have an ear for what to what to throw out <laughs> you know like like how do you how do you go about doing that Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I had to do that recently, actually, for the newest episode. My biggest nightmare is when the players plan things. Oh, boy. Because they often will say something in character, like, well, what do you think about this? Then out of character, they'll say, oh, but wait, can we do that? What's the rules for that? And then we discuss it for a while. And then they say, okay, yeah, we can do that. Okay, so should we do this? And they start talking about it out of character, and then they come back into character. So I need to, like 
I need to do this like beautiful mind like stitch work on the wall with lines <laughs> of dialogue and like red strings going to each one. Right. It's a nightmare, but um, most of it is searching through the rule book. Cut that right out, and uh, the dice. Really- <laughs> I, I guess if you left. cut out rules discussions in Shadowrun, you're probably cutting out a lot of audio content. The Low Country Shadows <laughs> is um is uh, the uh, how much rules chatter do you guys keep in? Uh, there's. It, uh, so it kind of changed because there was a time where that guy who was editing the podcast had a lot more time to edit mm-hmm. and we had a lot less in there then, but now I think we have quite a bit that makes it through, but he still tries to cut out like the really long parts. Yeah. So, yeah. The, um, the thing that I always found difficult when I was doing mine was, was just, uh, I don't know. When I was when I was record stuff, I would get there, there was like a up and down cycle I would go through when I was cutting stuff out, and it would have to do with with whether I became fatigued with the type of content that like the the tone that was happening because Shadowrun can be really really dark. But um, Neo Scum Blair, you guys, something I really appreciate about what you guys do is that it's it's really great when a show can like bring sort of levity to the setting. You know what I mean? Like, like really brighten it up. And you guys, you guys, it's, it's a really funny uh, show. So <laughs> do you, do well, you, thank you. Yeah. So do you, um, uh, was, is that just because you guys, that's what you do or is it, or is that a goal that you set out to at the beginning or is that just come naturally to you? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, pretty much all of us on the, on the podcast are comedians. Um, yeah. but we kind of like after playing the game for a little while fell into like a very natural rhythm of like sort of pushing our character storylines while also simultaneously like kind of messing with each other. Um, and sometimes I like to think about our podcast sort of as, uh, you know, like Sonic Realm sort of takes out some of the at the table, uh, dialogue, but we kind of have almost like two chunks to our podcast, which is, you know, the story that's evolving when we're talking in character and then kind of just like the sort of like at the table conversations happening between us as like actual people. Um, Yeah. I think we like our particular uh, take on, you know, that like type of actual play is just sort of bouncing between those two. And uh, especially when, you know, sometimes you'll just see like a great character line will come out of a random banter session or something will make just like a throwaway joke in the middle of what would otherwise be, a relatively like tense or serious moment, which can lead to a lot of fun. Yeah, that's I think that's one of the biggest the key skills I think I learned when I when I started running games. I actually learned it from uh, the other guy on here, uh, Mister Johnson. He's got an actual play. Everybody here, it's like almost everybody here has an actual play. Um, that's the thing to do, right? It's those are the most fun. You get to actually play the game while you're making uh content <laughs> um but uh i want to make sure that i don't forget to do this I w- so i'm trying to do it as we go and i and i already f- uh forgot with uh paul but um i want to make sure that i let everybody know where they can find your stuff if they're interested in it um first of all paul you told us about sonic's realms and what it was but um you can find that sonic realms uh on twitter at sonic underscore realms uh what the website is um sonic realmspodcast.com and uh and you can sonic realms podcast on facebook and instagram it's all over the place right yeah i should have just taken sonic realms.net i just had to go for that dot com but sonic realms is taken by a sonic the hedgehog mod group oh 
Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Um, Dude, that's life. That's like <laughs> life in a nutshell, right there. We uh, we wanted Shadowcasters uh, dot com. Who's calling us? Somebody's calling me. <laughs> we have our first caller. Uh, where where is that coming from? Oh, I know what that. I know what that is. I think. Let me. How how fun, guys! Oh, Professionals here. Uh, decline. It's the second group who knew that uh, that we're going to be having. Who knew <laughs> that um, that uh, they would be uh, called? Anyway, uh, Neo Scum <laughs> is at Neo Scum on Twitter and Facebook, right? Or you have uh, you guys have a Facebook page? I was looking for you have a group. I know over there, some started by somebody. I. I am not on Facebook, so I have no idea. Uh, but we do have a Twitter mm-hmm. and an Instagram, and they're both at Neoscum. And mm-hmm. then we also have a website, which is just www.neoscum.com. You know what I love? I went onto the Neoscum website today, and it's really fun just just looking around on the website because you guys have like a bunch of fun little like like um uh, like a soundboard of audio clips on there. Oh, the, and it's hilarious just clicking on this. So. <laughs> oh yeah, we uh, one of our fans made that. I can't I can't remember his name, but uh, the yeah, a fan put the whole thing together and just grabbed a bunch of the clips from our podcast. So you can just make your own Neil Scum podcast now. Yeah, and the uh, I saw on there the um, the predictive text like script that was made, and you guys. So so tell me about that. I was really curious about that. Was that something that somebody just threw together and then showed to you guys, and then you decided to do something with it? Uh, so a really good friend of our podcast, uh, is this guy, Jonah Cooper. Um, and he works with this group called Botnik Studios. And what they do is they create like predictive keyboards using, right. uh, inputs from like various texts. So essentially we have like, uh, transcriptions of the podcast. And right. so he fed that into a predictive keyboard and then created his own like Neoscum episode just using this like <laughs> one predictive thing. Um, right. but yeah, it's, uh, that that company's really cool. Uh, they have a ton of different stuff, and they started doing music videos this past year. So they'll like take a famous like singer, feed a bunch of the songs into the into the whole thing, and then like pump out a bunch of fake you know Billy Joel songs or stuff like that. That's very funny. That's really funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you should go to neoscum.com and and uh, mess. There's there's stuff to do on there. It's pretty fun. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff to click on. Yeah, so not exactly podcasts, but Cassie, you, everyone knows what Cassie does because we're always talking about the Emerald Grid. But why don't you, for those who don't know, tell them what the Emerald Grid is. Uh, the Emerald Grid is a one-shot Shadowrun community based on Reddit. And then we make a bunch of stuff anymore. Like, <laughs> I've made two character sheets for Roll20 for Shadowrun Anarchy and Shadowrun 5th Edition and then... We did commission lots of art and stuff like that and assets for, for Roll20. So that's, uh, that's particularly what we do. And we do Twitch streams. Yes, <laughs> we, of course. We are playing, yeah, we're playing Serrated Edge right now every Friday as soon as nice. I get back from South America. <laughs> that's awesome. So Cassie, also, I, I looked to make sure uh, to see if we could, could get away with talking about it. But Cassie also was... Uh, famously my co-host, um, I like to say that, famously my co-host on uh, the Six World podcast. Uh, what'd you say? I don't bring that up anymore. Well, I know you might be embarrassed about it, but I'm not. 
No, um, I'm not embarrassed. It's just dead, Bobby. I know, and I know. We still but, get likes on Facebook. But I was the only reason we still we do still get likes on Facebook. And Facebook's always <laughs> reminding me that we don't make any posts on that page. They're like, hey, yes, some does. odd, hey, Bobby, some odd number of uh, people who liked your page haven't gotten an update from you in a while. Maybe, uh, maybe you ought to do something about that. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, you just Dad. start again, but get we just do back, it like quarterly man. or something. Yeah, <laughs> we we um yeah. we've talked about doing that with new books that come out. But I look the, the only reason I bring it up is because I was surprised that. We actually we ended that in February. If we're looking back at 2018, it was a thing oh. that happened. So yeah. So um, yes, the death of our previously yeah. loved podcast. Po- good vibes, everybody. Year. Positive thing happened. We ended that podcast in 2018. Um, <laughs> <It was> positive. <laughs> what would you you do a lot of time? You spend a lot of time thinking about Shadowrun, and, and like I said, if we are looking back on 2018, uh, what would you say? Cassie is the big like takeaway, the 2018 takeaway of Shadowrun. Like, what if 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 we give every year in Shadowrun a theme? What would you say 2018's theme is for like Shadowrun as a whole, like sure. all of Shadowrun? Yeah, this is a, a very broadly defined question. So just go, uh, go well, for I'll it. throw back in your guys' court. Accessible now, I think the Shadowcasters Network has made it a lot easier for all the random actual plays and podcasters and whatnot to have a place to advertise their product and get together and talk about it and find viewers. Right? So yeah, accessible. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, it is accessible. <laughs> I I hope. Um, uh, well, the, the, we try to make the rules more accessible, um, but that's a, that's always a challenge. Oh, I don't know if you could do that. That's a, that, No, let's make the people in the community more accessible. Let's not try to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, that's how my many, that's How many my videos Sisyphean. do you have now oh, in I'm your a, tutorials? My GM screen videos that, that you're talking yeah. about, I've got, I, I've got almost 100. I've got 97, or I'm working on right. 97. I've been working on 97 for like two months. In just a simple 100 videos, you'll be ready. <laughs> yeah, and people are still, like, those are just the weird outside of the box rules. That's not even the mainline rules, right? So it's just a short 18 hours of video. You can uh, become a Shadowrun expert. Um, but, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not, yeah, my Sisyphean, uh, boulder that I keep rolling up the hill. Um, but, uh, I feel ya. <laughs> Opti, let's, um, speaking of, of Shadowrun in the past year and things to get excited about, um, Opti. Yeah, I put out I put out some podcasts <laughs> this year. Put a couple of podcast episodes out. No, I want you to talk about your podcast, but I was uh, in particularly referring to uh, some of the books that have been coming out that seem to be um, seem to be pointing Shadowrun in a direction of like like uh, like less corporate focused and more I don't know um, neo anarchist. Focused? Neo anarchist focus. I wonder That's how it. that happened. Right. I wonder how it happened. Um, so <laughs> you uh, you've got to be excited about, for example, the most recent release in November, Better Than Bad, uh, having having wrote some of that, and and that's kind of like your 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 baby that you that you uh, nourished and brought to life, isn't it? Yes. Better than bad suckled at my teat for a very long time, indeed. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I obviously, I'm not the line developer, so I can't take all credit for that. But that was the first conversation that I ever had with Jason Hardy uh, 
once I was a freelancer and it was like, Hey, we've got to do this book. And he said, cool, let's do it. And then that was, I don't know, three years ago. So right. that was, yeah, it happened. It eventually happened. And I love it. I, I, I think it came together really great. And, um, yeah, there's some there's some editing stuff that uh, I wish I could have gone back and done differently. But I mean, sure. Again, I sure. think people the people that want the book, the people that love the book, will find what they like and love, and 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 that's fine. It's easy enough to to fix what you don't like. Right, and uh, mm-hmm. of course, neo anarchy is um is not a new thing for you. So for those who don't know, Opti, as I've mentioned, right at the top is the host of and creator and voice and and everything of the neo anarchist podcast uh tell it tell so how would you i always try to describe this podcast and i don't think it's hard to describe but i don't feel like any of my descriptions ever give it the justice that it's how do you describe this podcast uh i would say that the neo anarchist podcast is an in character history of the Shadowrun universe okay so i, I nailed it never mind um yeah you, you did good man <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, everybody loves anybody who ever wants to know about the lore and history of Shadowrun dating since the very beginning. Um, they always point to Opti's podcast. So if you haven't listened to it, it's, um, neo-anarchist.com. Uh, you can find him on, on, uh, any of the things iTunes, just type in neo-anarchist podcast and um, you'll find or it. Or on the, on the Facebooks, uh, on the Twitters. Uh, yeah. Right. I mean, we have a, a couple, I have a new podcast that I, I don't know if you want me to talk about that now or not, but we just, I mean, recently this week launched a, an actual play, um, which I'm pretty excited about as well. Yes. I do want you to mention that. So hold that in just for just a minute, because one thing I wanted to ask, um, is what, uh, going back to real fast, I'm going to get to the rest of you, but going back to Blair and Neo scum, what, uh, when is that when is that set? Do you guys have a any defined time year setting for it, or is it or is it just generally Shadowrun? Uh, I think we say 2077, um, but I would say we're essentially using like Shadowrun mechanics mapped on top of a world that our GM Ganon has like sure. sort of like crafted himself. I mean, obviously he's pulling from the source material, uh, but he also is like uh, Ganon's a huge fan of like death metal and just loves like right. sort of like blending all sorts of like different kind of like brutal like post-apocalyptic themes right. in there so we definitely go like off the you know the, the normal like path i think from a on a pretty regular basis right um but yeah 2077 is what we always jokingly say the year is when we're talking about that <laughs> sure sure there, and the reason i ask is because like like i think i'd heard 2077 but part of me part of me when when i listen to neo scum it it has that like old school Shadowrun feel to it. And um so yeah. so I was that's why I was asking that. But um speaking of old school Shadowrun feel, I'll kick it back to you, Opti. What is it what do you ha- is there a project that you might be uh working on? I heard moments ago that you might be working on something. Uh are you talking about the brand new actual play podcast that just came out? Yes, I am absolutely. Yeah, well, we have a brand new actual play podcast that just came out. <laughs> uh, it is called, I mean, the long version is the Shadow, uh, the Neo Anarchist podcast presents Shadowrun Origins, but we just call it Shadowrun Origins because that's just too much of a mouthful to say it over and over. 
No, so yeah, Shadowrun Origins, and uh, it's set in the 2050s, right? Actually, and uh, it's it's the point of it is going through all of the uh, the, the kind of Golden Age modules, uh, those old adventures, you know, that uh, kind of framed and formed the the Golden Age of Shadowrun. Sure. So. So, so sort of like, like the perfect marriage between what your, what the Neoranarchist podcast proper, um, does with history and everything and also, uh, Shadowrun actual play. It's like you're, you're, you're mixing those together, right? Yes. And I, and once upon a time, somebody told me that if you can make all of your spheres of influence kind of merge together so that you can just do one thing over and over and over again and hit multiple areas of influence, do that. So the main character is Opti. And so I just get to keep playing that same character <laughs> over and over and over again. Uh, and so, but, but like, again, like this is a really cool thing. Um, you know, a different actual plays have different focuses. Um, and I would say like the, the overall, the theme that's developed in uh, Shadowrun Origins as we've been playing it, um, we've got quite a few uh, episodes under our belt. Um, mm-hmm. But the theme that's developing there is family, right? Like this really mm-hmm. does feel like, these these characters are growing together. They right. have a heart. Like they're 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 trying their best and they're failing really hard. But like they're just they're just decent people in a in a crappy world and they're just trying to get by and do the best they can. And so I really I'm really finding that these characters are are great. So so just let me pump it real quick. Yeah. Cliff, um, uh, otherwise known as Mr. Johnson, I did it. Yeah, Bobby didn't even do it. I called you Cliff. <laughs> anyway, Mr. Johnson um, is our default GM for that. Uh, and what that means is that uh, he kind of introduces everything. He's kind of set us up with the uh, the rules for playing 5th edition in 2050. Uh, and he's kind of our, our GM by default. But we have invited uh, different people who are influential in Shadowrun to come and be guest GMs for the different runs that we're doing. So, for example, uh, there's a run in the Universal Brotherhood book uh, that we just finished up. It's called Missing Blood. And we got... Um, Bull, uh, Stephen Rakovich to come and run that one for us. Uh, and then we have RJ Thomas, who's, who's also a Shadowrun author. He's got to come in, um, and run, uh, Missing Blood. We got Rusty Zimmerman coming in. He's going to run Elvin Fire. So, like, it's a really cool, like, mm-hmm. group of people that are going to come in with, uh, Mr. Johnson as the, um, GM and sometimes player. And, uh, uh, we got a couple of folks from Deniable Assets, um, Wolf and, uh, Enigma. From uh, from the Denial Assets, they're playing characters. So I mean, it's a really cool thing. It's it's bringing in you know um, podcaster family members and, and keeping it real. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's pretty awesome. I'm super super excited about it. Yeah, I love it when when we can collaborate and and uh, and help each other out. Speaking of Deniable Assets, Wolf, we haven't heard from you uh, at all, really. Uh, tell us about Deniable Assets and and. And what it is, because it's it's a little bit different than anything else that we've mentioned so far. Um, well, deniable assets is uh, kind of an in-character informational podcast that doesn't really deal with the history like Opti's, but more deals with uh, being a runner and kind of the ins and outs of being a shadow runner, what it's like in the life, and that sort of thing. Yeah, so so and that's really really cool. It's um it's it's sort of like reminds me if any of you listen to the some old Arcology podcast episodes when I did um or the the way that you describe it anyway uh reminds me of when I used to do those um little audio bits for the Arcology podcast before I even started doing anything else of like uh 
the of Mr. Uh, Dear Handy, where he's an in-character person giving advice. Now, this isn't uh, my advice was intentionally nonsensical advice that was just meant to be funny. But um, but uh, but you you're giving like like you're you're giving a fun sort of in-character advice thing, but it's the conceit is that it's that it's in character, right? Like you're you're telling it from yeah. within the world. So yeah, that we're telling it uh, somewhere. In the Seattle sprawl in a undisclosed location, we're uh, trying to teach people how to uh, stick it to the man and, uh, well, stay alive and uh, be well paid. Um, we also have a second part to that, which is our tales, which is all audio dramas of the trials and tribulations of Wolf and Mr. Clean and uh, all of the crazy dreck that they get into. Yeah, so that's that's exciting, and people can find that on Facebook at Deniable Assets, or um, do you, how how would they find the podcast itself? Uh, it's denialassets.podbean.com, or it's on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Uh, if there's any other podcast services that I'm missing, uh, just send me a message on Facebook. We'll get on there pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, it, that can be a, a nightmare that podcasters loathe is is all the different ones that you have to juggle and and all the stupid things you have to do to to get onto them like uh pro tip libsyn does a lot of that for you yes it does um and uh libsyn does do a lot of that for you stitcher is annoying who else here hates stitcher sorry if anybody is a really (laughs) i've literally never heard of that in my own (laughs) what happened to that positivity bobby sorry sorry Uh, they just i don't know i'll complain with you it was a royal pain to get on there well, they they annoyed me. I found out not too long ago that they do some 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 shady stuff with your audio and and uh, and compress it down, and it made me real mad. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, so Jesus, um, Low Country Shadows, you have a show that is very near and dear to my heart. Um, <laughs> I will, uh, I will let you describe to everybody what it was, and then I will tell you why I love Low Country Shadows. Uh, so Low Country Shadows is a show, uh, set in South Carolina, uh, Charleston to be specific. Uh, and did you want me to say why it was that you, that you like it, or did you? Go for it, go for it. I'll elaborate. I'm not just gonna, I've, I've been talking a lot, so, uh, feel free. So, uh. <laughs> So the GM of the podcast actually was inspired by Bobby's Complex Action podcast, and so he kind of set a world adjacent to the Complex Action. Uh, and so one of the main antagonists from Complex Action is actually a reoccurring antagonist in Low Country Shadows, which is the Knights of the Confederacy. Yeah, yeah, Knights of the Confederacy. Oh, I hate those guys. Yeah, Cle- Cle- I hope you set them on fire often. <laughs> Mr. Johnson was on my actual play, as was Cassie, as as so, so they're familiar. Yes, as long as you don't run into any plant spirits, right? Right. <laughs> hey, oh, um, but yeah, yeah, no. Scott contacted me while I was doing the because my actual play that I did back back in the day was set in Columbia, South Carolina. I was like, oh, I'm going to build this world, and nothing, nobody knows anything about South Carolina, and that's where I'm from. Um, so I did that, and Scott contacted me in the middle of me doing that and said, "Hey, I'm from Charleston. We have some mutual friends, Scott and I." Um, I'm from Charleston, which is actually where I grew up and, in Charleston. And he said, I want to do one too. And I'd love to also do a, a thing where I'm, I think Tr- Charleston offers a lot of cool things that you could do and explore what it's like in, uh, 
in the sixth world with with just the the really unique um history that's there and uh and we talked a bunch back and forth and shared ideas and and then he went so it's it's i I sort of feel like like i have a very spiritual connection to look like your little brother right yeah (laughs) the one that the the little brother that uh kept kept on going and and uh, decided not to give up like I did. Um, <laughs> the uh, seize the GM is the I think the one of the last things that we are yet to talk about. Jules, uh, Rainbow Smite over there with that cute little spider on her head is um, is a co-host to seize the GM podcast, which is um, it's not exclusively about Shadowrun, but but uh, but it's sort of like Shadowrun. It's tangentially about Shadowrun, at least. <laughs> well, we actually all started working together because we did an actual play with Opti way, way back in the day. So it's mm-hmm. it's Zen Dead and all operations, Gardemanger and myself. And the thing is, it's like when you want to play any games, everyone wants to play, no one wants to run. And half the time it's because they're not used to it or they don't know what they're doing or they're scared or something like that. And we realized that's a problem not exclusive to Shadowrun or anything. So... Uh, Zen got the idea of, okay, you know, why don't we just give tips, tricks for people that have never run or veterans that have maybe, you know, figure out some stuff. So we all got together and we all, since we've all run different games, um, I love playing Shadowrun. I stink at running it. Um, but turns out, um, I am really horrible, evil and nasty when I run horror games. You know, I've, I've made people, you know, do the shirt over the face thing. So, right. right. But um, so we decided, hey, you know what, let's let's give tips and tricks. And a lot of it can be put not just to Shadowrun, but to D&D. And a lot of it is, all right, what are the types of players? How do you choose what you're going to run? So if you've got a whole bunch of street samurai, I don't think everyone and their brother really wants to do a really deep political intrigue bit if we all want to kill crap. It's like, no, no, let's pink mohawk this and just blow everything up and see how big the explosion can get. That's my favorite yeah. game. Oh, it's so fun. But the other one, it's, and it's not, whoop, goodbye, Lucas. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the thing is, you know, a lot of people have this idea that running a game, it's, it's not stereotypical for us, but we just kind of go, I don't want to run it, but fine. You know, we want people to get kind of excited about running it. If you get a basic idea, it's like, because then it infects your players and your players might get an idea to run something. So, yeah. And, and that's important because if everyone it's, everyone's a player, no one's a GM, it, the games are going to die. So you have to get people that want to run it. So we have right. everything on how to run a game in a convention, what makes things different, that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's always good to encourage people to GM. I think mm-hmm. I've, I've always felt like there's this weird, uh, um, weird relationship between GMs and players that shouldn't like yep. this weird uh, barrier and and almost um, adversarial. Kind yeah, of I thing. was gonna say and like this weird we antagonism. Yeah, yeah, we we try at least with us for like yes, there are certain games where it's in you're supposed to be antagonistic, you know, like sure. Halfmaster or something. But the thing is, and one of the big things you put is like everyone's there to have fun. If someone's just having an off day, okay, how do we handle it? We also put in important things that everybody forgets is you got to take care of yourself. So GM self-care. So what if you're running a game and you start to burn out a little bit? So 
And that can actually give to the adversarials. Like right. I'm going to kill everyone in the party. <laughs> right. Which can be fun if you're, if that's kind of what you're planning, just the important thing is that you have to be able to draw on the players. And sometimes it's, you find that there's a player that is going to go off and do their own thing or screw the pooch as it was, you know, and you got to figure out sometimes why are they just an asshole, which can be a possibility, but sometimes it's like, what if they're going through something in their personal life and it's affecting the game? It's like, all right, why don't we, it's like, all right, uh, board games for two weeks and then we'll run a, a one shot module and a complete different thing and see if it fixes it. Yeah, because definitely. Definitely. And, um, I had I had one game I ran and it killed me running Shadowrun for the longest time. I didn't run it for six years. Oh wow! I, it was that bad. I had a player complete. Still loved the game. Still loved playing it. I would not run it because everything I did, he was just he was rules monkeying it, and then mm. it was just that kind of stuff. And you don't want that, you know. It and it, that's something that I found out is at, Shadowrun is what brought me to my family. It's, you know. And it's kind of awesome because these are people I'm like, you are my people. Right, right, yeah. If I wasn't lucky enough to kind of get back into it, you know, to get over that hatred of of running it, you know, who knows? I might have missed out on all that. And that's something you don't want to do it anyone. So, if you know, you don't want to have destroy a genre for somebody. Imagine like a first person playing Shadowrun and they're in like a convention group and you got a jerk wop that's ruined the experience for everyone. Right. Yeah, and yeah. I, I agree with – I totally get behind that mission of encouraging people to GM, and so that's what you're doing there. That's seize the GM, right? And uh, mm-hmm. that's – Big old fissy. Facebook and Twitter <laughs> both seize the GM, and, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, I, and I'm assuming you can just find seize the GM on – Yep, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We've got um, a Facebook group. You can hang out and drop GM tips and uh, – one thing we try and do in every episode, we drop what are called stat blocks. These are things we come up with mm-hmm. that you can grab and kind of their artifacts, NPCs, weird adventure things, locations you can grab. If you're having a creative block, drag and drop most of them. Some of them, I mean, if you're in a fantasy setting, you're not going to have like the super uber gun Uzi of doom. But, right. you know, <laughs> like the ter- the fabric tears in reality that destroy fate. Yeah, that could work almost anywhere. Right. The um I've, and I've, again I did it again. Low Country Shadows you can find at Low Country Shadows everywhere on Twitter and Facebook. That's that's where you're finding them, right? And um and uh, yes, iTunes and and all that stuff and Deniable Assets as well. I think I did say about Deniable Assets. I got a question for you, Blair. Is this your first intro into Shadowrun? This uh is playing this this Neo Scum game, or do you have do you have a history with Shadowrun? Uh, so no, this is, uh, this is like the first like long form campaign I've really done. Um, I, I played like a few like sessions of D and D here and there. And then, uh, what's funny is actually, uh, Mike Migdal and Casey Tony and Gannon Reedy used to live together. Um, and would run chatter run sessions out of their house. And you could tell that they were in like an experimental, like, like sort of like phase. Cause they would literally just invite, uh, just like so many people over yeah. and, we had one where we were playing like we were trying to do a campaign and I think there were eight people playing Shadowrun at the same time. <laughs> and it was like the biggest mess I'd ever seen. 
and it, it was like a three or four hour session people were just like straight up like in the middle of combat being like i have to go home and like taking their <laughs> stuff and we were just like yeah i guess that character gets shot in the head or we don't know what happens um <laughs> but yeah so uh so this is definitely my first experience and this is even like with the same group that i like did uh did that initial sort of like entrance to it um Although it is funny because, like, uh, and uh, this obviously has almost nothing to do with actual, you know, tabletop role playing. Mm. But I played the Shadowrun games uh, because my brother got me into them like years before I'd ever considered playing the tabletop sure. version. Which which so, games were? Was it the more recent PC games or or or? Um, uh, yeah, the more recent ones on on Steam, essentially. Really, uh, really good. Those are good. Yeah, I mean they're essentially XCOM, which I already love. Yeah. On top of like uh, like adding fantasy setting stuff on top of it, which is great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They they're really really good. I think they won a bunch of awards. So uh, definitely, I enjoyed those as well. The uh, it's obvious that the people on on Neoscum have a lot of a lot of chemistry. Have you guys been doing stuff together for a long time outside of this? Um, we, uh, not necessarily this like particular group doesn't have like that chemistry. Um, like Mike, Casey and Cannon like to live together. So they have sort of like an easy rapport between them. Sure. Um, and Mike and I, uh, did comedy together probably two years before that, but that mm-hmm. wasn't really like in a tabletop setting. It was just like, you know, both playing on the same team around Chicago. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that was one of the reasons why we sort of, decided to start taking it more seriously was that we noticed that we were creating stuff that we enjoyed to list like listening to but also mm-hmm. like it felt fun in the moment and and i think like kind of what jules was saying like something really important for us and i think just important in general is like if you're not having fun if it starts to feel like a slog that's yeah. where it's like it's it's brutal because it's like it's really hard to like you know you get into like hour two of running a you know running through a building or whatever you're doing like it can get like pretty tough to like stay engaged and make people feel like they're having a good time yeah especially i know a lot of us here uh when we we came up with our idea for a show or a, a group or you know it could be an actual player or just a gaming group in general you came up with the idea for a game you want to run and you don't have any players and you're just trying to find people and it and you're trying to invent like you're you're hoping you get that chemistry with a bunch of strangers that you pull together and and that um do any of you guys do you have you any of you guys I know Mr. Johnson there we haven't really jumped into the Arcology podcast yet but you guys when you started the Arcology podcast actual play that was literally a bunch of strangers that you just found on a forum right yeah the uh, shadowrun.com which which went down this last year uh, had some forums on there and I just put out a call for, Hey, I'm want to do this actual play podcast thing. Who wants to do it with me? Let's do some shadow. I got a pretty good bunch of people from that. Uh, not, not everyone who originally stepped up in that, uh, stuck around for the long haul, but most of them have. And, uh, yeah, they're good long-term friends. And I brought in some of my, some, some of my older friends in it as well. But yeah, I found Maverick, uh, Kenji, uh, tiny or doc, depending on what phase you're in of the actual play. Uh, those, uh, those all came from just random forum post. Hey, who wants to do a shadow run podcast with me? Right. Yeah. Now it's easy for me to take for granted that everybody would know about the arcology podcast, but we've got a bunch of different sh- people here together from a bunch of different worlds. So I want to make sure that, um, that everybody hears the arcology podcast. Um, 
I mean, you you say it in the in the introduction of your show. It's the perfect description. Is just a Shadowrun community podcast, right? Tell people about it. Wrong push to talk button. Oh damn it! <laughs> I recently changed the Discord, but yeah, it's a uh, podcast. It's about uh, all things Shadowrun. We we mostly focus on the the tabletop uh, aspect of it, um, and we have a uh, probably. Uh, the longest running Shadowrun actual play podcast um, on the main. It's uh, certainly the longest running one that I've ever played or runs. Um, yeah, long run actual play that people seem to like listening to. Are you at 200 episodes now? Oh, we're, I think we're past that 212 or something. I forget. I've, yeah, that's and kind of low by <laughs> 200. Typically, hour long or more. Many of them were much longer than hour long. Like that's. That's like a lot of hours of listening. So, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people who like sit through it all for for some reason. I think um, every every once in a while, every once in a while, I uh, me, me and me and Mr. Johnson talk a lot behind the scenes with the Shadowcasters Network. But every once in a while, I I message Mr. Johnson. And I say, so uh, you gonna you gonna end that thing one day? <laughs> and um, it's always. The answer is always no. You said nobody seems. Hold on, I think I did. I nope. I'm here, guys. Don't worry. Um... What's happening? Hey, he's back. He's back. All right, it's oh, it's I guess fine. The two is over again. Now. Uh, no, I got a phone call again, and I clicked the. <laughs> it's that other. It's that other group that's just itching to start their show and and uh who who did thought that it would have caused problems but um no mr <laughs> johnson Bobby a beer. Yeah. <laughs> um but uh but yeah so we i think we've covered everybody's show and we've got a little bit of time here at the end i want to actually have some uh chit chat a little bit um about some stuff so so what do you – this is always a fun thing for for fans of the stuff that we do to hear about sort of behind-the-scenes stuff. And uh, maybe I'll start with um, – maybe I'll start with Paul here since uh, I started with him before and I haven't heard from you in a, in a little bit. But what are what are some of the challenges that you encounter while you're while you're making your show that um, that you think people might might find interesting? There are a lot of behind the scenes challenges that you might not think of. Um, I pretty much have to adopt a blueprint or some might call it a script. I don't like calling it a script because it, then it makes it seem like it's not improvised, but I sort of adopt a script or blueprint around what the players say and then kind of fill in the rest of the story and music and stuff around mm -hmm. all that. So that's really tricky to Think about what to leave in, um, what uh, what to cut out, what's necessary, what is mentioned now that will be in an episode like 10 episodes <laughs> in the future. Right, really, right. Really difficult to keep all that stuff in my head because I want to keep it – I want to have a continuity. I want to make it like a cinematic experience. Right. Um, <clears throat> but there's just so much that's said and sometimes out of character, in character – and then there's all the like social media stuff, website stuff, posting stuff, oh, boy. Um, sound sound yeah. effects stuff. It's just there's a lot of threads to come together for for each episode. Like each episode is its own unique challenge in many ways. Yeah, and your stuff is really the audio quality is really is really good. I I really enjoy 
listening to the stuff that you put together. So I know a lot of work goes into that. But but you said something Thank about you. improvising that that really struck me for a second because because in a lot of ways when you're doing an actual play that you're producing for and I know a lot of us I know not all of us are doing actual plays but a lot of us are um, when you're doing an actual play that you're producing for entertainment. Um, that's a little bit different than just playing a game, a home game, right? Like, like, or at least it can be, um, because, because when you make that shift from, we're just hanging out together and playing a game to, oh, let's, let's put this out for other people to listen to. Suddenly you start thinking about like entertainment value and everything. Is that something that, that, um, that. Well, on Neoscum, do you guys, are you guys, do you guys think about that actively or, or are you, is that like a thing that, that you just, after the fact, I don't know how much editing or not that, for example, you do, or, or if you're just, um, you know, like how, how does the, how does, is there discussion behind the scenes? I know I've, I've been on, I've done some myself where there's discussion behind the scenes, like we're going to take it in this direction and then we're going to go and, and just play on top of that. How much of that do you guys do? Uh, yeah. I mean, I would say there's a good bit of like behind the scenes stuff. And what's funny is like some of it ends up in the podcast and it, uh, it really, I mean, first and foremost, Casey is Casey Tony is our editor and he just like, he's on the podcast, but he's also constantly like just, paying attention to everything and he's mm-hmm. really like a wizard at it he puts so much effort into like finding the right cuts and even just like cutting like ums and little stutters out to make right. the audio like smooth for the final product but it is funny like the thing we always laugh about is that like we'll be talking about some boring negotiation or like checking the rule book or something and then someone will make a joke and the joke is too funny and we keep making the joke as like calling back that previous instance so what ends up happening is you have to keep the boring part of it in the podcast because otherwise no one's going to know like what the hell yeah. we're laughing about, like yeah, the whole right. episode for the rest of it. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. I understand that. Which, which is like, which is, so I think that's like super fun, but also like sometimes Casey is like, when we do that, like you guys need to like rephrase what just happened so that I can uh, like yeah. get a clean edit of what is going on. Um, yeah. So I think like, I think from a like performative standpoint, we're all pretty good about not like, not like, making it too much of like, okay, now I'm going to do this big moment. We just kind of try to go for it and, and like see what happens afterwards. Um, but yeah, we do obviously have some aspects of it, which are sort of like, okay, how are we going to negotiate this particular like aspect? Of the story? How, how many of you on that show are, are people who do are improvisers? Like, like that's a thing that you do outside of the show. Um, I think I'm the only one who's like active. Um, yeah. I think the rest, like essentially everybody went through, we're all in, in Chicago. So it's, uh, and we all came sort of out of the improv scene, but everybody's sure. done like improv at some point. Um, but I, if I mean, and maybe I'm stepping on some of these other guys' toes, but uh, <laughs> I am pretty sure I'm the only one who's like consistently like playing. And even I am nowhere near as active as like a lot of the people in sort of the greater Chicago improv sure, scene. Sure. Yeah, I think that, but that um, that influences. I think that makes it. I mean, this is me speaking from someone who doesn't have a lot of that experience, but uh, but it seems like that would make it. Um, easier. A lot of those unspoken rules are known probably between some of you guys about how to, how to frame this for, for an audience, you know, how to do this for people who are going to be listening. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, it definitely makes it easier. We have like a shared sort of like uh, basis we're all coming out of. Right. Right. But um, so as a, as people like in deniable assets, uh, you guys, you guys run from a script 
Um, yeah, we run from a script for uh, about ninety eight percent of what we do. And sure, then I mean, we, I guess, I guess you're not, you can never totally stick to the script. I mean, but, <laughs> but. yeah, I mean, but uh, we actually have a couple of episodes that were uh, three quarters improv, thanks to certain uh, guests that we had on there. Right. I'm looking at the man with the bowler hat. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. And uh, yeah, and. Um, but in general, we we tend to stick to uh, a pretty pretty solid script most of the time. Mm-hmm. What kind of uh, challenges do you have with that? Um, I mean, do you just do you have the script sitting there? How much of the editing do you do? For, um, before I ask this question, well, I do all of it. Oh, so you're I'm, the one who I'm edits. our main so, editor. So you sit there with the script next to you while you're listening to it, and do you like, or or is after it's done, do you just throw the script out and just go straight from the audio? Um, well, uh, I do, uh, I keep the script with me whenever I'm doing editing, mostly because there's a lot of, uh, especially with the Tales episodes, there's a lot of mm-hmm. audio cues, musical cues, sound effects, and all that, that luckily my partner, uh, likes to put in there to make sure that it fits the way that he imagined it in his head. Right, right. So, uh, so yeah, I, I usually keep it right there beside me, and, uh, I've actually got a giant box full of our old scripts, just in case for some reason I need to go back to them. Right. Well, it's I'm a I I hold on to it. I keep everything. Um, <laughs> so oh good, you're a hoarder too. Yeah, awesome. I, I can relate. <laughs> I can relate to that. Um, Cassie, I've always been in awe of the amount of we're talking about like behind the scenes sort of organizational like production stuff. Now you're not doing um, an actual play per se, but you you do t- stuff. Um, there's a ton of organization i know just from talking to you and doing what you do how much time do you spend um working on uh keeping the emerald grid running management wise versus versus just running games and playing in them no no i'm out i delegate what Um. that's the best (laughs) (laughs) no i i used to easily do 10 to 20 hours a week um, now I'm down to about four that I GM, and I said we we have other people who who delegate a lot of tasks. So I can't, I have no idea between all of our game masters wow. and other people to upkeep stuff. <laughs> How many people do you have so, playing playing in that community now? Oh, uh, we've been on a bit of a hiatus over time, but I think we still have a dozen GMs and fifty some players in and out. Um, right. Yeah, we've slowed down a little bit. I'm waiting to see if, as I stare at Opti, if uh, 6th edition will be under progress in the near future. 6th mm-hmm. edition. 6th <laughs> edition. If there is a 6th edition, I have nothing to do with it. Yeah, don't scare me like that, Cassie. <laughs> I have, um, I'm still working through 5th edition for all my videos. Um, yeah. A lot right? of my I still have 5th edition content I want to release. <laughs> so, uh, a lot of now has a lot more to do with uh, whether the computer, community management is both doing the streaming still uh, for the uh, serrated edge and then actually making Roll20 assets um, to try to make it easier for those of us who play online. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's, that's, that's awesome. I, um, I know I've gone on to the wiki for the, for the Emerald Grid to get, to get, um, you guys <laughs> yeah, have really cool house rule. rules. Uh, that I like. We do a have lot. a lot of house rules. Yeah, that I and I like them we a lot. Large yeah. 
it helps that you have a bunch of minds working on uh, hammering those out. So, um, oh well, and more than anything, a lot of people play testing. Well, the hardest yeah. part is like all the random rules, the vampires, and right, yeah, so. yeah, those vampires <laughs> messing up all the rules. Um, so <laughs> we're getting close to where we're gonna have to call it uh, an end here. Not for the stream, um, just for these guys to get out of here. Uh, we're gonna have a whole another part two, uh, so to speak, um, just another group of of guys. Um, but I want to give everybody a chance to. Uh, um, say so, like like we've got a couple minutes and um and uh does anybody have anything anything else that they want to talk about? What's your favorite thing that's happened? Uh, favorite book or thing that's happened in Shadowrun in 2018 or something like that? What about? I'll you? give everybody a chance to talk about that real quick. But I want to mention one more thing. It's an actual play podcast, but it's actually an Earth Dawn actual play podcast. Yep, called Legends of Earth Dawn. And Earthdawn is, depending on your view, tangentially related to Shadowrun uh, or in Shadowrun's history. Uh, and Jules is on that podcast. Mr. Johnson is on that podcast. Uh, myself and Rusty Zimmerman and O.C. Pritchett and a few other people are on that podcast as well. So it's totally within the Shadowrun realm, and it's uh, it's pretty awesome. So give the Legends of Earthdawn podcast a uh, listen as well. Yeah, absolutely. That is um that is that yeah. is a good good stick. Um, you can see Opti's insta filking. Insta what? Insta filk. Opti is a pretty darn good insta filker, and he's. I don't know a bard. what that means. He's playing a bard, she's, so she's saying, "What does that mean?" Insta filk it. Insta filker. You know, uh, people that do kind of geeky musical parodies of of songs. You like, made that uh, up. Callisto. No, it's true. <laughs> Callisto is a parody no. of uh, Calypso by John Denver. Tom Smith does it. Oh, okay. Opti can do a lot of that. I'm a filker. On the fly. What do you know? Darn skippy, you are. Filking awesome. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to think about that. Um, <laughs> uh, well, anyway. Um, the, uh, let's, let's go around real fast of the, of the, what's the most favorite, anybody chime in? Um, I guess just got distracted by something at my desk. Uh, the, of book that's come out in 2018. What, what did we have? Let's see. We had, uh, Kill better, Code. Kill came Code. Out, uh, Street Lethal. Better than, better than Bad. Bad. Street Lethal. That, those, those were the were three like source the books. Ones, the rest yeah. of them were shadows and focus kind of stuff. Um, Better than bad looks awesome. Like I haven't gotten the chance to read it, but it looks like it's has some cool stuff. Well, it's better than bad, so it it is better than bad. It's at least better than bad. <laughs> Sorry, that was it's good. Low hanging fruit. Everyone good. wants a log. You'll yes, go. exactly. <laughs> Kill, Code. Kill Code has a lot of very easy matrix rules to follow. Kill code changed a lot of things. Well, it didn't change a lot of things, but made things a lot easier with the Matrix, I think. Oh, man, I've got to get that. <laughs> yeah, if you have, any, you have Matrix. any Matrix people at your table, please, please, please give them the first chapter of Kill Code, and they will they will. Think. Yeah, I've got to get well, that. To, and yeah, to be perfect, I've never played a Decker or Technomancer or anything dealing with the Matrix and the only reason why I feel comfortable even trying to is because of that book. So I can't, I can't. Speak Mission it up accomplished, right, Opti? That's awesome. <laughs> One thing, also, um, at least for me, because some people can't always get into the actual play or the um, 
the oh gosh, the Shadow on Missions awesomeness that you guys did this year because I I'd love to, but I don't have the time anymore um, because life sucks. But sometimes I also want to sh- uh, like shout out the Shadow on authors like uh, Kevin Zarnacki, Rusty Zimmerman, Jennifer Brozek, and a lot of their stuff you can get on Kindle. So if you can't play the game or come into the missions or something like that, check it out so you can at least still get comedy effects. And they all have different flavors. So, you know, support some of the authors so that way they can write more Shadowrun yeah. novels and you'll have more awesomeness to read. Definitely do that. But you can definitely play Shadowrun online, Roll20. Cassie's making that easier with uh, with all the stuff that she does over there. And um, Three cheers for Cassie! <laughs> hip, hip, hooray. Um, <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for coming and hanging out with me tonight for uh, this. This was such a thing to pull together at the last minute. Me and me and I know Oz was help, who's not here tonight, but he's going to be in the next or not tonight, but right now he's going to be in the next group was helping me organize things with this. And we did not expect so many people to be interested in coming and talking on this year end roundup thing that we do next year. We will try to be prepared for so many people so um, <laughs> and maybe give everybody a little bit more time maybe split it up into multiple days so that we can uh, hang out for longer like uh uh like we like to do um but thank you guys for coming and and hanging out for as long as you did i'm going to go down real fast and um uh, give everybody a chance to one more time let everybody know where they can find their stuff and then i'm gonna uh have us go here let me play my favorite um outro music this stream will be able to hear this but not you guys uh hey all right um <laughs> the uh if you're listening to the to the thing you'll hear it in a second um <laughs> but uh let's let's go around let's go around here and let everybody plug themselves again real fast uh before we go opti where can people find you neo-anarchist.com or on your uh, Twitters at neo-anarchy-opti or on any of your iTunes or Podomatic catchers neo-anarchist podcast. And that's where they can find the uh, Shadowrun Origins stuff now as well, right? Or, same- yes, so if you search for Shadowrun Origins, then uh, the new podcast. It's only one one episode of the actual play has come out yet, so yep. you're getting it on the ground. Right. Now, James, Deniable Assets, where can they find you? Uh, Facebook, um, at Deniable Assets. Uh, we also have character pages Wolf and Mr. Clean on Facebook. Uh, DeniableAssets.podbean.com. And we're considering making a Twitter, but we're really kind of on the fence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's a pain in the butt to keep up with. Paul's at Sonic Realms. Yeah. You can pretty much just search for a Sonic Realms podcast anywhere and you're bound to stumble into it. That's exactly how I like to sell my stuff too. Just stumble into it and then uh, let it take you away. <laughs> and Blair uh, at Neoscum. Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Blair underscore Brit or uh, check out Neoscum at, at Neoscum on Twitter. Uh, we're also at www.neoscum.com. Yeah, and Cassie? Emerald Grid? Yeah, you get Twitch TV slash Emerald Grid or. Twitter slash Emerald Grid. I think we also do Patreon slash Emerald Grid, and it's all free that's there. I'm just lazy and don't like to update all three. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you still do um uh fun fun facts Shadowrun facts from the books on your Twitter? But I'm pretty lazy about it anymore. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's 
Well, for, forget I, forget I forget I said anything. Hey, Zeus. No, uh, the old ones are still there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Zeus. Low Country Shadows. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find us at Low Country Shadows on Facebook, on Twitter. We have a Reddit, and just pretty much any of the uh, podcasters. V- your very own Reddit. That's uh, that's fancy. Um, we should look into that one. Anyone can sort of subreddit. Yeah. <laughs> you got the whole thing. Um, and Jules sees the GM. Yep. Uh, we are at, on Twitter, at sees the GM, uh, com. We're on, uh, pretty much any podcast app you can find. And if you're going to be at Origins this year, we're going to be doing a live recording on random stuff. So come mm-hmm. and talk to us, whatever the heck you want to do. If you just fit, come out of a game, come visit us in Kvetch. We'll record it and I might have a beer for you. Ooh. I wish I was going to be at Origins now. Um, And Mr. (laughs) Johnson with the Arcology Podcast. Go. Uh, Twitter is uh, at Arcology Podcast, and uh, arcologypodcast.com is the website. And I guess just search your various podcatchers for uh, Arcology or Shadowrun, and you'll probably find us uh, pretty quickly. All right, and I am, of course, Bobby Frankenberger at Complex Action. I am on YouTube.com slash Complex Action and uh, at ComplexAction.ShadowCasters.Network. So um, thank you. I'm, I guess I'm also on Twitter at GMFunkyTown. That's, I, I put all my Complex Action stuff there, but that's just my Twitter. I, um, I, I, you know, I, I guess I like to say stuff on there. So I should mention it. Um, thank you guys for listening, and uh, I will uh, leave you now. And we'll take a quick five-minute break or so before the next group comes up. So chat room, stick around. There's a bunch of people about to be here to talk to from um, shows like Without a Net, Original Box Set, Crit Squad, The Talent Agency, Drek Happens, uh, Radio Free Detroit, Join the Anarchy, Violent Life. Um, so uh, stick around. We'll be right back. And... Uh, Thank you guys. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Good to see you all.